No. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the king of horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Ghoul Geek Keith's film pick of the week, Unicorn Wars, directed by Alberto Vasquez. Uh, we're staying animated this week, so uh, stay tuned in the later hour. We talk about a couple of teddy bears and unicorns and cuddles and... Uh, uh, teddy bear penis. Yeah, we'll get there. But either way, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Keith. Hello, 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 everybody. Please let me see your teddy bear wieners. Pull them out. Pull out your fuzzy little wee-wees. I like them. Yeah. I like them a lot. I like to see them. Let me see that teddy bear dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's my weekend. And balls. Where I, well, and the little balls too. You can't forget about the balls. But yeah, no, I. We'll talk about it later on in the show. But I honestly was sitting there for a moment, going, "Is this the right thing? I, <laughs> am I watching the right movie for tonight's show? I hope so. <laughs> we'll get on to it later on when we talk about that. But we're also joined by the psychotic Simeon, the Prince of Moore's Day. Yes, get funky with the monkey. Oh, that's right, King. Welcome to Talking Terror, everyone's favorite cartoon podcast. So ease your vaccination. <laughs> we are your fascination destination for all things animation. Oh, yeah, baby. We also do some horror news on the side, too. But every Wednesday night, we come in here is live from 9 to 11 p.m. on both Spotify and iTunes. Just remember to share the love of your favorite cartoon radio show by liking and subscribing to Talking Terror on both Facebook and Instagram, baby. What is up, my water brothers? <laughs> and what is this? Water brothers. Yeah, we we do horror movies on the show sometimes. Every now and then, when the mood strikes. Other times, we talk about animated movies. It's okay. That's that's what makes our show great. Because we don't discriminate. We just, we just this is, this is listed as a horror film, so I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it yet. Well, it's fine. I, I don't, I mean, I guess it, you could definitely call it a horror movie because there, there are, well, I mean, we'll get to it later on in the show. I mean, there, there's definitely an argument there, you know, but it, it's animated. It, it's like um, Watership Down, folks. So if you guys have seen that, you'll definitely know where we're at. Uh, well, Oh, okay. <laughs> it's pretty which, much the uh, fucking thing. Which we have covered. I, I don't, th- I don't think elementary school kids were being forced to watch Unicorn Wars in school, okay? Hey, I forced a class to watch it. What's wrong with That's why you're not allowed around children. <laughs> no, I'm not allowed around children because of that Chuck E. Cheese incident in 1997, okay? We've discussed this. 
has nothing to do with okay. Unicorn Wars or screenings of okay, it. Okay, no. Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, I got a little two-year-old in the ball pit with my Chuck E. Cheese costume, and it was before Five Nights at Freddy's. But, yeah, so, no. I was there back in the day, man. (laughs) It was 97, man. That pizza was fucking banging, dude. I don't care how fucking old I am. I'll walk in there right now and be like, I'm going to have some Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I can't anymore, but, I mean, you know, at the time, when I didn't have my beard, I was like, hey, you know. I'm just a casual 14-year-old looking to get some of that pizza and scratch glassware with Pepsi in it. I'm like, hell yeah. Come on, sit down. <laughs> it's a great place. I don't even Chuck E. Cheese is around anymore. I feel like they've all kind yeah, of gone away because of all the scabbings. There are? Wow. Nope. There's t- yeah. yeah, man. Because <laughs> the ones by us, Monkey, have closed because of all the constant fucking stabbings and fightings that happen. For some reason, it's like a hotbed. Okay. People just start hitting them. Yes, that would. That, yes, that one in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, was shut down. But then there is one in York, Pennsylvania, that is still around. I wouldn't say it's alive and kicking because no one goes there anymore because everybody goes to other places like, you know, the big ass arcades and um, Dave and Buster's. Ah, Dave and Buster's. Yep. And then uh, mm. the other one that's in the Chesterfield Mall that I, I mean, in the mall that I really, really like, just, ah, I'm having a brain fart on the name now, like Entertainment One or something like that, where it's just got a shit ton of Japanese games to play. <laughs> Entertainment One. Uh, well, that's fine. Yeah, or something know. like that. You know, just, you, know the, you know the one. I do know the one. You know, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, you know, it's, it's fine, I guess. I just, you know. I think they all just kind of went away with the 90s. But, you know, because they sell Chuck E. Cheese pizza in the frozen food section of Walmart now. So it's like you don't have to go to Chuck E. Cheese anymore what? to get that fucking pizza. <laughs> does, it, yeah. does it come with, like, a cartoon rat on the back of the box or something? Yes. <laughs> and, like, a punch out? Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yes. You've seen it, I guess, because that's exactly no, how it I'm is. No, I'm, 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 I'm guessing you're well, telling you little finger puppets or some shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's just... They have the best pizza. I don't know why, but they do, and it's just it's fantastic. You know, so, you know, when they came out the home edition, I was like, okay, well, you know, pop that in there. So, I don't care if I have finger puppets so, of Chuck E. Cheese. So similar to, to, to what the monkey said, you know, Chuck E. Cheese is not necessarily, like, alive and kicking around here either, but they are still functioning. Uh, there's a number of them. Some of them have closed down, but... You know, there's still one in Edison. I think there's still one in, like, the Middletown area. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's really – it's made the turn to where it's only for little, little kids. Um, yeah. And, and the big thing with that is, is, like, I don't know how much you remember of Chuck E. Cheese, but, like, if you remember, it kind of ha- – it had games and stuff like that. It had a couple of video games typically, but it, for the most part had games like Boardwalk-esque games to where you could win tickets and, and – you know, obviously spend an exorbitant amount of money to eventually turn in however many tickets you earned to get whatever crappy little prizes that you can get from from the thing. You know, spend fucking $100 to get, like, a, a small fucking plastic ring or some shit for, like, you know, 1,001 tickets. Um, now, though, what they did was, and this is what I mean when I say they made the turn for, like, little, little kids, I guess because everybody has to have, like, equal equal everything in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Communism mm-hmm. is obviously alive and well in Chuck E. Cheese. Every game, regardless of your <laughs> skill level, only rewards you with four tickets. 
So no matter oh. what you do, how much you score, Damn. however you do, you will only get four tickets, no matter what. So they've taken all, like, the competition out of things, like skee-ball, like the basketball shooting, like any game, whatever it is. It, everything rewards you with tickets, but you're only going to get four. Now, what they haven't adjusted is the ridiculously fucking, you know, high ticketed costs of all their fucking items. Because, you know, they got, like, ridiculous things like drones for, like, you know, uh, 15,000 <laughs> fucking tickets, which, you know, you'll learn over time at four, at four tickets a shot. You know, you'll, you'll get there years, eventually, yeah. like, 10 fucking years down the road. <laughs> So yeah, that, Man, that, I came back here 30 years ago. Because <laughs> the pizza shit, they've gotten rid of the ball crawl. Thank God. I like that it. Thing was a fucking, that was a fucking germ pit. What they do have, though, oh, yeah. and, and here is what they do have. They have these cheesy breadsticks that are, like, fucking mm-hmm. ridiculously good. Like, they are way better than fucking any fucking shitty little kid fucking place should have, man. They're, like, good, good. Like, they're good enough to, like, you got to, like, borrow somebody's kid just to get inside, just to get the breadsticks. I advise you do it. (laughs) That's the ghoul's recommendation. Borrow a kid and go to Chuck E. Cheese. That does not mean to kidnap anybody. Do that this weekend. Is that uh, Dark Dean coming through? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you are fuzzy as hell. You are like you need to get closer to. You need to get closer to the house. You're like you sound like you're in a drive-through. What is the good burger? Some of the good burger can take your order. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're not telling you to kidnap any child and bring them to Chuck E. I would do that, but I'm not recommending you do no, that. No, but we're against that. I mean, we're mildly against that. But if the cheese sticks are good, cheese bread's good. You might have to do what you have to do. I don't know. <laughs> we don't recommend it. You know, we're just saying. We also won't be mad at you if you do that. Like I won't be. Like I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm mad at you because you took that kid and it's Chuck E. I'm like, no, man. Bread sticks are good, right? It's probably a great place to meet single women, too. Yeah, it's not bad. Better. Yeah, problem solved. Is, is, is the dean back? Yeah. Uh, where? Was. <laughs> there. The audio is oh, wow. for tonight's program. Oh, he's there. <laughs> See? You've returned. Uh, yeah, single women, if you mean, like, you know, divorce. Uh, you know what? They're in your age range. You like them older chicks. They're probably divorced. You know, may- maybe they're looking to make a point. Probably not, though, because, you know, if they're at Chuck E. Cheese with their kid, it means that they can't afford to do anything better. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, you know, cheap day out with the kid, you know, for the birthday. Like, you know, you don't have a lot of cash, go to Chuck E. Cheese, you know, get them some tickets and shit. I mean, you know, it's probably a lot of, you know, perfectly good single women there that you can meet and, and hang out with and, and become a potential father if you want to be. I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe get a blowy. And, and, and so what you need to do is you need to get a blowy so in the bathroom. So Chuck E. Cheese's mom, you know, the king of horror is on the prowl. <laughs> always. Always, so baby. Chuck E. Cheese's single mom's out there. The king of horror is, on the, king, is king on the... King of Chuck E. Cheese. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I can win them four tickets at a time. We'll get that drone for that kid. Come on, Bobby, we're going to get that drone. Your future oh, ex-stepdad is going to do it for you. <laughs> you know? Hey, listen, everybody has to have a weekend activity. Some people, you know, go hunting. Some people go fishing. I go to Chuck E. Cheese and pick up single mom and play ski ball to win tickets for kids. Somebody's got to do it. God damn it, I'm American mm-hmm. enough to admit I can't. Somebody mm-hmm. wave that American flag as I go in there. So, wave that flag. Um, wave it wide. Yep, I do. Every single time I go in there, I'm like, this is America, god damn it. I'm going to win me some skee-ball tickets. Then they just go, oh, man, look at that hunky guy with the beard winning skee-ball tickets for our kids. This, nothing creepy about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, well, the dean's gone again. Okay, well, that's fun. Uh, we can continue then. Um, so... Uh, uh, myself, the ghoul, and the monkey all had a chance to watch Five Nights at Freddy's, um, the up release that came out. Um, I thought it was a very okay movie. I didn't mind it. But apparently it just fucking smashed the box office this weekend. Cause it must have been a slow weekend at the movies. Yeah, this movie just fucking went for right, it. I'm back again. I was, hey, there he is. Hey, hey. Dean is back. <laughs> back again. Back again. Dean is back. Tell your friends. Yeah. No, what I was going but, yeah, to say so, is that all of those single moms are going to be seeing the King of Horror raking in all those ski ball tickets, and they're going to be thinking they can get themselves like some kind of, you know, asbestos filled teddy bear, uh, you know, from the prize rack. And uh, what, a, what a catch for, for little Johnny. It would be a real catch. He'd, he'd be like, hey, is that guy going to be my dad? No, but I'll win the skee-ball tickets. That's what's important. Pa- He's got to get that drone. Like the rule said, they have drones. Papa. Oh, I'll do it. You going to be my new daddy? No. Your mom might call me that later, but I'm not going to be your daddy. Mm. What does that mean? I don't know. You'll figure it out. Your daddy. Sorry, Johnny. Going to go play a skee-ball with your mom in the parking lot. There's no skee-ball out there. Exactly. Oh, it's skee-ball. Enjoy that cheesy bread. Is, is, is that what you kids call it these days? That's what I've been calling it since 1987. Play with a skee-ball. Skee-ball. Skee-ball, So, anyway, Balls hello, Dean. How are you today? Everybody sounds so fucking energetic tonight. Oh, I... Look at you! You're so fucking you're so energetic tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm alive. I'm I'm, I'm ready to talk terror. Oh, look what I did there! And um, oh, I'm, I'm prepared for, for another another winning edition of our of our award winning in our minds program. What's that? Wow! Home run over the fence. There we go. That's how we do it in this show. But so five nights at Freddy's. Okay, so this is exactly uh, how we do it. This is how we do it. That's how we do it. Um, thank you, Montel Jordan. Um, but uh, Ghoul or Monkey, do you have anything you want to talk about before I give it to the dean for horror news? Well, you were bringing I up five we were nights, at five nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> you picked well, it up and then you dropped it. 
<laughs> well, no, because the dean swooped in. He ate a home run with those jokes, and I was just like, dude, let's just fucking do it. It's fucking on, man. It was, I was I just, it was great. I was enjoying it. I was vibing on it. We are talking about single moms and Chuck E. Cheese and talking terror as we do. Boom. But, yeah, um, you know, uh, Ghoul, what was it like seeing Five Nights and Freddy's in the theater? Because we saw it at uh, the evil lair of the monkey. Ah, you guys, uh, you guys peacock that shit. Um, yeah, yeah, sure no, we did. Listen, we, uh, you know what? The, the, this movie has been, uh, it has been patiently awaited for by the kids in this house, like at all. Zach, uh, Zach did not <laughs> want to wait for us. Zach ended up going with his buddy David uh, on 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 Friday. Uh, you know, we we had things going on both Thursday and Friday night, so we we were not going to be able to do either of those uh, mm. things. But what I would say, too, is, is, you know, looking at what seats were available for all, and I do mean all showtimes, like if they weren't sold out, every theater was close to capacity with only, like, wow. front row or, like, shit side seats, like, being left. Uh, you know, we ended up getting uh, getting a showtime for, like, a... Let's see, we might have been a 4 o'clock showing, 3 o'clock showing, 1 o'clock showing. I forget what time we went. Whatever time we went, you know, the theater was was fairly packed. I did what I don't normally do, which is, you know, get seats, like, next to people because I just fucking hate people, and I'm always trying to, like, you know, try to get a seat empty in between us and the other people. But the way the seating was set up in this theater, I was like, nah, I'd rather have, you know, a good angle like, like normal. Uh Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it was a packed house, you know, an energetic theater, and, and we went and we saw it, and the kids, uh, the both kids were not disappointed with it. They both know all the lore from the games and all of that. Uh, me, I've never played any of the Five Nights at Freddy games. Like you know, what I know of the lore or the story was all based from stuff that I've heard from the kids over the last few years. So realistically, that pretty much amounted to nothing because. You know, most of the time when they talk about stuff like that, it goes in one ear and out the other. Um, you know, like I know Five Nights at Freddy's was like a big craze a couple of years ago, and I know like this is a movie that they wanted to make for, for a while now. Uh, me personally, you know what, I kind of I ended up enjoying the movie. I really did not think it was, uh, was terribly done. I found it to be pretty entertaining. It was, you know, there was enough violence within the movie to where it's like a nice introductory introductory level horror film at a, at a PG-13 rating that I uh, that you know that I, that I would not have any problem recommending for, for somebody to see you know I know it was the, the kids like I said they really enjoyed it their complaints really had to do with the lore uh, you know which I guess is just some mm-hmm. deeper deeper shit from the games and whatnot. but as someone that knows none of that I couldn't have given fucking two fucks uh, nor did I want to hear about any of any of those complaints after, you know, because again, I enjoyed the movie for what it was. Uh, so, so yeah, packed house. It's made a shit ton of money. Uh, I know it was eighty million domestic over the weekend, and a hundred. I know it's up to like a hundred and fifty-six mil now on a twenty million dollar budget for a movie released in theaters and available on, on streaming at the same time. Uh, I think that speaks to the ferocity of desire for these kids to go see something that they, they really, really liked. And it was finally something that dethroned fucking uh, Captain Underpants, whatever her name is, fucking Taylor fucking 
Taylor Swift <laughs> and her, 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 her Swifties. <laughs> Swifties and Travis Kelsey and all that nonsense going on. So fucking tired of it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm busy making fun of my exhausting. mother over this weekend about it because she's busy fucking sending, you know, she's sending me texts on Sunday going, oh, what channel is the fucking Kansas City, you know, what, what channel is the Chiefs game on? And I'm like, it's not on. So, like, we're not in the fucking <laughs> Kansas City market. Uh, and, you know, I go, like, come on now. You only want to watch, like, what? You only want to watch because of fucking Taylor Swift. And she's like, I just like to watch. You know, I just want to see how Travis <laughs> Liar. You wouldn't know. Like, you wouldn't know who the fuck Travis Kelsey was if he wasn't fucking Taylor Swift. You know, like, give me a break. No, he's the handsome one. Well, I think they're all pretty handsome. Oh, she doesn't even give a shit about that. She just wants to see fucking Taylor and, <laughs> you know, Mahomes' fucking wife dancing around on the fucking thing, acting like they're all fucking, you know, football fans all of a sudden. <laughs> we love sports ball. <laughs> it's depressing how many people all of a sudden are in the NFL just because of, of Taylor Swift. It's fucking gross. Thank God for Onyx Fortuitous. That's all I can say. Please throw a home run. I want to see them throw a home run now. (laughs) (laughs) Is this where they get the points? How many points do they get? They run into the little thing. I mean, the the end zone. Yeah, that thing. What's that guy doing with the ball? Hiking it. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Shoving it up Taylor's ass. (laughs) I hope he's like... Is this an example of some girl explaining the rules of of football uh, to the king? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care for football. I watch soccer. Premier League, baby. I'm more about that than I am about football. Yeah, I am. I'm a big old fag for fucking Premier League. Hell yeah. (laughs) Man United, the Red Devils all the way. Eric Ten Hag, I love you, baby. Uh, (laughs) A little... A little football every now and again myself, so. little cup of tea and some football on the Saturday morning. Yep, I fucking love it. I'll wake up early for that. <laughs> Thanks to the fucking monkeys. Like, you got to be up at 9 a.m. for that shit. Like, yeah. What, I'll man? <laughs> you you, you yeah. get no sympathy for me, man. I'm the motherfucker that has to wake up sometimes at 2 in the morning for, for Formula One race that's going on in Japan. All right? So... <laughs> You get nothing wow. from me. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's you really do. I, I give you credit. It is. Wasn't there one time where you like you just didn't sleep? Like you just stayed up all night and then just watched it and went to bed in the morning? That 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 yeah, that was the Japan race this year where I just stayed up because yeah. I was like the race is staying <laughs> coming on at two, I'm staying up all night long. Race was over at five and I was like, Fuck it, I'm not going to bed. <laughs> I'll just stay awake and do chores now. <laughs> Devo wakes up, the apartment's all fucking clean, laundry's done. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Formula One. I'd stay up and watch it because it's important. It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> least, you know, man, listen, I mean, at least my games start at like 8 o'clock in the morning, so I have at least a little bit of time to like get up and make myself some coffee, you know, and put my scarf on and then, you know, get ready for the game. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'd get up at 5 o'clock in the morning for it, but probably would if it was one of the cup games. But, yeah, Man United hasn't really been doing that well recently. But 
you know, we're not a not a Premier League podcast. We're a horror movie podcast. So, um, Monkey, what did you think about Five Nights at Freddy's? Uh, l- like you guys, I was pleasantly surprised, man. Is again, I, you know, because it was PG thirteen, I was not expecting anything, um, and I was just really surprised by what they did show, you know, in this movie, um, especially when we got our little shadow scare and what happened to that person. But you know, being that it's for little kids and they played the game, they know the game, you know, they know what the content is, you know, it's not like we're talking about a kid's game, and I, you know, it's like just horror-wise, you know, just to get to the kids, you know, I think this movie could have, you know, you put in like a good, you know, four to five really good jump scares in there just to mess with the kids, you know, it's like... Mm-hmm. You, you, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, you know, jump scare gore or anything like that. Just some good jump scares, just to make them feel uncomfortable while watching this movie. Is like because again, you know, based on the material that's going on, it's not kid friendly material. And you know, just me, it's like you got to do something to fuck with the little fuckers. And you know, you're in a horror movie, but fucking scare these little shits. You know, so that's just my opinion. But yeah, you know, you know. Granted, it was no Willy's Wonderland, but you know, if if you want a, a good adult version of Five Nights at Freddy's, like we've said, you know, yeah, Willy's Wonderland is where you want to go if you want to enjoy watching it, your version of it. But you know, this one, I you know, I was pleasantly surprised by what they got away with. Yeah, for a PG-13 movie, yeah, it was very light on scares. Uh, I will agree with you, yeah. but I didn't hate it. I wasn't. I didn't. I like when the movie ended. I wasn't like, wow, that fucking sucked. Like, no, I was actually. You know what? I didn't hate on it. And plus, like Matthew Willard is fucking amazing, and I'll watch him in anything. So to see him Indeed. pop up in Five Nights at Freddy's was just great. But um, and I wanted to ask you, Gould, real quick before you go to horror news. Like, did you kind of know? Because the the monkey and I noticed this. Like the movie. They don't really tell you when it takes place, like the year, but it definitely felt like they were trying to say it takes place in the 90s without it, saying it takes place in the 90s. So, again, without knowing the lore of the film or anything like that, my guess is early to mid-90s. I mean, there's enough references mm-hmm. to the 80s in the film, but mostly the biggest thing is just from the phones. You know, that's, that's always a telling yeah, right. thing. I mean, you have yeah. very normal like regular phones throughout the whole film and not a cell phone to be had. All the vehicles were early 90s uh, vehicles. The cop car was like early 90s style. Uh, So, yeah, I I didn't see it as anything other than just an early 90s film. Um, But, yeah, it may be be somewhere in the the storyline. Like, I, I know they never said it as far as I know in the movie what year it was. Um but again, I even guess early nineties because it wasn't a DVD; it was a tape. Um, it was tape. You know, yeah. That he had to play, you know. But again, you got to also figure places like that were cheap, and it hadn't been opened mm. for a while either. So, um, but but yeah, and, and yeah, as far as like the whole jump scare thing, you know, like I uh, I, I was surprised that they did not give us more of those. Uh, I kind of had a feeling, like, you know, being that it's a, a kid's film, that, like, that would be how they would get their scares. 
um, with the movie. But you know, realistically, I you know I, I think there was there were three specific jump scares, um, and they all involved the same specific thing. Uh, yeah, obviously not trying to speak on spoilers in case the dean wants to watch the movie. Mm. I will be watching the movie. I just have not watched it at this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I figured as much. It means on Peacock. But it so, is you can catch up with it to, to take it in. Very cool. Take it right. in. I will. Uh, take it so, in. Thank you for, thank I'll, you for those words of encouragement because I certainly will. Well, I want to take in some horror news. So what are we talking about, Dean? I will tell you what we're talking about. And what we're talking about is the fact that today, this very day, November 1st, is the triumphant return of Terrifier 2 to the movie theater. Uh, The word Mm -hmm. is that people attending uh, this theatrical, this wide theatrical screening uh, over the next several days for Terrifier 2 uh, will, one, have the opportunity to see the teaser trailer for Terrifier 3, but a, the first certain, I don't remember what the number was, but there's a certain amount of fans at each theater uh, that the first amount uh, will receive a special Terrifier 3 um, poster. And with that being said, uh, Terrifier 3 apparently is going to be set in the Christmas season, and uh, there was word going around uh, that the opening scene planned for Terrifier 3 is allegedly going to be... Uh, so controversial and extreme that Hollywood studios were not willing to support it in any way concerns about the gore levels. Hmm. All right. We'll see when it comes out. Okay. <laughs> That's what everybody said about part two. I mean, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think any studio would have backed it even if it didn't have a controversial extreme opening, but that's just, you know, independent harmony, but let's see. Cause I know everybody talks about terrifier too and how extreme that was, but I don't know. We've seen a Serbian film folks. Nothing really shocks us anymore. Like you know, I said, I mean, to, we, are, have, we, we have are seen Serbian film. desensitized to this kind of shit as possible. So, so yeah, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and don't get me wrong, you know, obviously watching Terrifier 2, I thought, you know, there, there was nothing in Terrifier 2 that I was so shocked that I was like, ew, I could never watch another horror movie like this again. Um, I still have to see it. But it, uh, but yeah, again, it was, uh, I thought it was not a terrible movie. It was, at least it was better than the first one, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It's still on Screenbox, I think. I don't know if you have a Screenbox, uh, Dean, but it's just for just a few more. Oh, I have it for a few more weeks, and that's it. And then it's gone because I ain't yeah. paying that fucking sixty dollars for a renewal. Eat yeah, that sucks. That's uh, you know, on mm-hmm. on 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 that note, um, mm-hmm. I was going to talk to you, Ghoul, about whether or not you wanted to split the cost, but what I found was that when I went to to get in there, uh, and let me just, I'm just, I just opened it now just to, to confirm, uh, when I went to sign in to Screenbox, uh, with the shared account, um, 
it told it told, it told me that the amount of devices has been exceeded. So I was breaking up, man. Yeah, Breaking up. How about now? How about now? Nope. You're nope. you sounding like Gold Leader on the Death Star run. All right, let me. <laughs> what a reference. I don't get that at all. But okay. How about now? Nope. No. <laughs> That's like worse. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's the weather. Let's do that nice California weather. Interrupting the connection. <laughs> All right. Well, he'll be back. So well, we'll find out if he wants to split the cost of a screen box with you. Cool. But yeah. Um, I guess he was saying something yeah, about I, it exceeding the amount of devices that it can play on, which doesn't surprise me. Jeez. Again, like I said, they... Uh, Two devices. As far as I know, yeah, I think. I have it on my television, yeah. and I have it on my phone, and I think that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's weird how it exceeds more than, like, I don't know. It shouldn't really fucking matter. I mean, it's not like, you know, like 15 devices, three devices. Who cares? Like TV, phone, computer. That's three devices right oh, there. Oh, no, no. Well, <laughs> like no. Netflix and stuff like that. If you want to do that kind of stuff, you have to pay more if you want to have more they, devices on under the same account. <laughs> well, I think, no. Well, yes, and no. I think what it is is, is just like I guess they do with uh, – Hulu and such now, like they need you to sign in at your home location, like once a month or something like that. Because I have like Netflix on like every phone that I have. It's on our tablets. It's on our, you know what I mean? It's on every single TV in the house, as well as all the video game systems. And like we pay whatever the, the regular monthly amount is. But again, everything in this house comes on in the house at some point or another, so because of that, I guess we qualify for whatever it is that they, they say, you know, that is needed. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that everybody's just jacking up their prices. I know, like, Netflix is supposed to jump up their price again, you know, which I'm like, God, like, how much more money do you fucking need? Like, it seems like they're always raising their price, you know, for for uh, users, I don't have Netflix, so, but, you know, I know that they've been jacking up their prices recently. Yeah, it just sucks. That's why I just... Yeah, well, Shutter's like, you Hulu, know, Hulu jacks up every year. And they go up a little. Like, when we signed up with Hulu originally, it was 40 fucking dollars, man. And like I said, you know, now it's like, I think we pay $80 a month now, something like that. $80, so, wow. But, yeah, yeah. Well, what it is is though is that they, uh, I think we could bring it down to like sixty or whatever. But I think because it, it's got the combo package that has uh, ESPN Plus and Disney Plus with it as well. And since I would mm-hmm. normally have Disney Plus anyway, you know, it's just... <laughs> nah, you're still fuzzed out, bro. <laughs> Are you serious? Not even close. Holy Not even close. <laughs> That it's sounded worse. Like, I thought it was like a character for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I heard motherfucker in there somewhere, man. <laughs> 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 Is that cock suck? 
Uh, I know. I think that's the sauciest I've ever heard the uh, the dean. <laughs> so he's pretty, uh, he's pretty calm. But yeah, so it, mm. it, all those prices are going up unnecessarily. So, um, you know, I like I said, luckily sugar hasn't been. Bad. It seems like that's just the way everybody's going, though. And I thought Shutter you know, did go just, up. I thought it went up by like a buck. I thought because it, it went from I think like five ninety nine to six ninety nine. I mean, when I started it was six ninety nine, so it's possible it went up. But when I started it, it was that's what I'm getting charged right now, six ninety nine off. And I've had it for at least two years. Hmm. Yeah, we originally because we had it through uh, through Amazon. But it was through Bonnie's mom's Amazon account, and I just eventually just can't because the uh, trying to like access what is available through Amazon Prime, do like the way they had it listed, versus going in on the actual Shutter app, where two different like the lists and everything was so much more expansive through the actual list, like through the actual app. No, no, bro. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And now you have like an it's echo. <laughs> now you have yeah. Was it your Wi-Fi? It. Uh, he's gone again. So maybe maybe it is. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm still paying that same price. Um, uh, he he is going to be gone for a little bit, I guess. So. Um, <laughs> What do so, you yeah, have no, for hard um, okay? Well, I was going to talk about how the fact that since we're talking about streaming, uh, I know the Dean brought up the Salem's Lot remake that was being made like a year or two ago, and then nobody Holy fucking, fucking heard Christmas, about it. How about now? Hey, uh, yeah, now yes. <laughs> Is this thing on? Yeah. Wow, you sound great now. Wow, look at that. Oh, fucking crystal cannoli. clear now. Jesus fucking Christ. Holy fucking cannoli. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Crazy. God damn it. Obi-Wan right. Kenobi? Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi. Kenobi. All right. So let's all just hit the brakes right. here because, King, we're going to talk about Salem's Lot, but there's other business we need to attend to first. And uh, <laughs> that business is Salem's what lot. I was starting. Salem's Lot? Okay, whatever. I'm a little, I'm a little testy in this particular moment. Cool. What I was starting to say before my my technology was unceremoniously fucking fucked was that you talked about the Screenbox app and its subscription price and how you were not wanting to pay it, and I was going to propose uh, if you wanted to keep it, I was going to propose splitting it. Uh, but there was something on Screenbox that I was going to try to watch uh, the other day and went to sign in with the login, and it told me that maximum number of devices has been exceeded. So I don't know what the number of devices that can be logged into an account is for Screenbox, but if, we were, if you were interested in splitting the account, it would have to be guaranteed that I had access. I, I, I'd have to look and see whatever the amount of, of things can be on there. I guess maybe we can go through like the options menu or whatever it is. But like, honestly, I've, I have not logged into Screenbox 
since whatever the last movie we did that actually was on Screenbox. So I think that was like four or five months ago. So like right, that's then. how little I I never even like bother to go on. Is there even anything worth watching on it? Gotcha. Well, I made I made my you know what I do I'll check I made my account and uh, but like didn't uh, like register it like didn't pay for it yet so maybe maybe I will get maybe the introductory rate as a first timer is still in play and then I'll just share mine with you for the for the year. Sure. Yeah, man. But I will get that twenty six ninety nine or whatever, man. I'm good. But like I yeah. said, paying sixty bucks yeah. for something that I've used twice since having it is just yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And like I said, I would split it. But like, if I can get that introductory rate, I'll just buy it and share the login. Remember, the password is the King Loves Gone two thousand four. Um, yeah, yes, that's, that's a fact. That's a, that's a true fact. Um, but we were talking about Salem's Lot. Was that was am I am I correct in that King of Horror? Yes, you were. <clears throat> yes. And were you about to talk about what the potential plan is for this film? I was. Take it away. All right. Well, you know, a few weeks ago in this portion of our program, we talked about how Salem's Lot had been pulled uh, from Warner Brothers, had pulled it from the schedule. It had had multiple different release dates spread out over the previous 18 months, and then it disappeared from the release date uh, with no potential plan for it to be released. Um, and a Warner Brothers spokesperson said that no decision had been made uh, as far as distribution plans when it came uh, to Salem's Lot. Uh, so the word going around right now, uh, given uh, the, the lack of new content of, of, due, to the, due to the continuing strike, uh, is that uh, they might release Salem's Lot onto Max uh, as opposed to theaters uh, because... This is a this is a property that is complete that's been sitting on the shelf and that they just need to have continual uh, influx of new material uh, to max. So while this has not been decided, uh, ultimately it seems that this is the direction that this Salem's Lot film could be headed to streaming only. Which wouldn't be a big deal. A lot of things are going that way, like Five Nights at Freddy's, great example, but. Uh, Looking forward to seeing what comes out of that. But all right, what's next, Dean? What are we talking about? Dean, I do have a quick uh, question for you here. Uh, yes. So you said you already made an account for Screenbox, right? Is there yes. like a free ad version? That no, you no, actually, no. You like, can like sign up. You can, you can like, you can sign up. And so I can't look. Well, I, actually, I could probably look on my computer. So like, like you know, like I usually do. I always do the computer through Google Voice. Uh, and my microphone and headphones set up to my computer, but for some reason it was getting all fucked up. So I'm actually on my phone right now, so I, I'm not going to open the app at the moment, uh, but I will log into the website with my login and, and see. But I was able to make an account uh, and, like, br browse the library and maybe even make, like, a favorites list, but you did not have the ability to watch anything in any way uh, until paying. That's so weird. Well, like, I'm, I'm yeah. literally, like, reading, like, what their thing is right now, right? So the annual premium is $60 a year. Uh, or their monthly premium is similar to to, to Shutter, which is six ninety nine a month. Which I might I, right again if I find enough on there to watch, I might I might not be against doing the six ninety nine a month. I just don't feel like paying sixty bucks right out the gate for the year when, like I said, it was right. twenty six bucks for the whole year last year. But it's it's the wording that I find interesting because it's update to our monthly premium plan 
to unlock ad-free viewing exclusive movies and shows. The way that's worded it almost makes it sound like there's an ad version of the of the app. You know what I mean? Like one okay. similar to like how you have like something which would have ads on it without paying for it. No, so I'm I have the website uh, open right now, and it seems that uh, every single thing that I am seeing. Uh, like you can even so like on the home screen, right? Here's new editions and like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is there, and like it even gives like the red like play button. But when you click it, it says you must be a member to watch, and then it says see the plans or it says no thanks. Hmm. So maybe there okay. are things in maybe there are things in their library uh, that will allow that they'll allow you to watch. Uh, you know, without being a subscriber, but everything that I'm seeing, oh, it looks like there's a little crown symbol on every thumbnail, uh, which indicates um, that you have to be subscribed to watch it. I don't see anything without this oh, little so uh, crown. No, if you go down, to, so if you go down to classic favorites, so things of what things like Night of the Living Dead don't have that little yeah. crown. Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to see a couple things. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing a I'm very, guessing, very all that few amount of things. Free for the world. Like, yeah, the public domain free stuff. Free on screen <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the public domain. Well, there you go, people. You just totally, like, did, did what your grandparents do when they talk to you on the phone about stuff. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, no, there's no introductory. It's six ninety nine a month or sixty bucks for the year. Um, so uh, I will. Uh, there's a space for a promo code, so I'll search online and see if I can find a promo code or something later. But anyway, let's get back to the business at hand. There's a lot of business. Indeed, at hand. Get back to a lot business, of business, bro. Let's go. Where's the horror news? Yeah. Give me the business. You fucking, uh, so you got fourteen minutes worth. Get that I know. Well, all right, we better, we better, we better move fast. We know that on November seventeenth. Eli Roth will unleash his next film, Thanksgiving, uh, to the world. And now, with a partnership from Spyglass, Sony, and AI company Meet Kai, there is a Thanksgiving mobile-slash-desktop-slash-virtual-reality Thanksgiving video game uh, that challenges you, to, challenges you to survive Thanksgiving. Uh, this game will feature different locations from the movie uh, and the VR uh, optics to allow you to inhabit the world and help you survive uh, the killer. Uh, the official soundtrack uh, from the movie has, is being used as the video game score. So if you wanted the chance to play uh, a video game version of the upcoming Thanksgiving movie, uh, now uh, your chance is is here. There we go. All right. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Love movie time uh, video game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up yeah. on the list. Next up on the list. Uh, quite some time ago, J.J. Uh, Abrams was producing uh, or developing uh, a Constantine series uh, that was going to be for Max. Um, in fact, uh, production was so far along that they were in the process of casting for the lead role. Uh, it's now been announced that this. Constantine series from J.J. Abrams has been officially scrapped and is not going to happen. Uh, but also, in the Constantine world, uh, original 
movie writer and director Francis Lawrence uh, and Keanu Reeves are currently taking meetings and are prepping a sequel, a cinematic sequel to Constantine, which they are promising to deliver a film with a legitimate hard R rating. So a Constantine 2 with both Francis Lawrence and Keanu Reeves returning uh, to make a hard R Constantine 2. That's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. We covered it on the show, folks. It was fun. Constantine. Mm-hmm. If they do the rated R version. All right. What else we talked about, Dean? All right. Sam Raimi, <clears throat> legendary filmmaker from the Evil Dead universe, amongst other things, uh, is returning to the horror director's chair once again, where he will be directing a horror comedy adventure film uh, from uh, Damien Shimon and Mark Swift, who wrote the Freddy vs. Jason movie. Uh, This film right now has the working title of Send Help, and it's being uh, framed, uh, well, it's a a movie that takes place after a plane crash on a deserted island, framed as something along the lines of a misery meets castaway. Uh, So once again, that is Sam Raimi uh, returning to the world of horror. I'm right up. Sam Raimi horror is always good. Well, I mean, technically you could say he returned to horror with... uh... Multiverse of Madness, which the ghoul clearly loved, but I thought it was great. Well, you can see how excited he was. So much so excitement. excitement. You didn't love the Marvel yeah. Evil Dead? No? No, I did. Well, no, good right. for you, Kate. Nice. I'm glad you had a good time in the movie theater when you were watching The Evil Dead. Uh, but what's next? I have a great time. Uh, a year or two ago, we saw the – well, we didn't – well, I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it. The world, though, uh, saw the horror survival thriller uh, about two adventure-seeking women who get trapped on the top of a major tower uh, I'm t- in the middle of nowhere. I'm talking about the film called Fall. Uh, and what I have learned okay. is that uh, director and co-writer of Fall, Scott Mann – uh, you know, his fall film, uh, the one with the tower, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I uh, saw that. You saw it, man. That would have been cool in IMAX. Yeah. yeah. Really. So, apparently, while not doing that well in the theaters, it became a big hit uh, when it hit Netflix. And now uh, the talk is sequel, but it's not just sequel. Uh, when filming starts for the second film in June of 2024, they're going to be filming two sequels back-to-back. They've been given the green light from Capstone Studios. Uh, Scott Mann is going to direct and co-write the third film, but there is no current word on who is handling those duties for the second film. Uh, But the film Fall is going to have two sequels that are being filmed back-to-back with filming starting in June of next year. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see it in the theater like the Golden, but I saw it at home. And yeah, fucking IMAX would have been excellent for fall. Hmm. I definitely want to see mm-hmm. IMAX. But we'll have to right. see about and part two and three. You should we'll, see we'll it. We'll see if it gets the, gets the IMAX treatment. Yeah, it's on my list, man. That one, that's the kind of one that like looks interesting to me. And you know, it is on my list to watch. I'll get to it one of these days. Um, but what's next that I want to talk about, and I know this is the kind of uh, news that gets uh, you know, the king and the monkey very excited, uh, but um, the is 
that uh, director, or the director of part two, uh, Anne Fletcher, is returning to direct a third film in the Hocus Pocus series. There's going to be a Hocus Pocus (laughs) 3, where apparently the Sanderson sisters may still uh, be out for revenge in Salem. And uh, the third film is being written uh, by Jen DeAngelo, who also wrote part two. Uh, You know, during doing press uh, for the release of part two, the three main cast members, uh, you know, said that they, at that time, that they were not committed to a part three. I believe Sarah Jessica Parker said she'd like to see an animated version uh, Bette Midler, though, said that she, you know, she was hoping, always hoping in her life that she would be lucky and get to be part of a franchise. But uh, there is going to be a Hocus Pocus 3 uh, that, like I said, is being written and directed by she who wrote Part 2 and she who directed Part 2. So uh, no word on a release date uh, for Hocus Pocus 3, but it is happening. It's awesome. So good. I know Monkey's excited. I know you guys. I know you guys would be and the villagers rejoiced, and that's why I wanted to share that with you because you know I I feel very responsible to make sure that I have a wide ranging uh, collection of uh, information to share that makes everybody happy in some way. So when I saw this news of Focus Focus, I thought of I thought of you two guys, and that's why I shared it. Well, I, mean, I appreciate that. I mean, the monkey is more of a fan of the rose than he is of Focus Focus, but I mean, he just loves himself some Bette Midler. Loves to hear her sing. He I just gets that tear in his eye and so fucking disappointed with Hocus Pocus and all the fucking hype for so many years with so many people that love that fucking movie. I don't get the hype, but then again, I also don't get the hype about Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, like, no, I agree. You get all that. Yeah, I just don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I was just having this conversation with somebody thing. today at work, man. You know, like, and really? it's funny, no. but like, you know, like what what I've kind of come to realize is similar to to the cool girl. I am not really a uh, Tim Burton fan. You know, like besides Beetlejuice and the two Batman movies, I really don't love any of his other films, or even like, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, I would say Ed Wood. I think Ed Wood is a movie that I would say I like. I didn't mind Ed Wood very much. But, yeah, no. But, that, like, Tim Burton, he didn't do when I met before Christmas, but he pretty much did. It's like, I, I'm not putting my name on this as a director, but I did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it's kind of like a Tarantino thing with certain movies, you know? Like, I feel like that's a fucking, that's a Burton movie. No, you can tell. There's just a lot of it in there. But, all right, Dan, what else are we talking about? Uh, you know, very popular recent horror film, It Follows, uh, you know, which has a lot of fans behind it. Uh, It's been announced that they are going to have a sequel uh, to It Follows. And the sequel to It Follows will feature original writer and director David Robert Mitchell reteaming up with star Micah Monroe. Um, The sequel is going to be called They Follow uh, from Neon Pictures and filming will begin sometime in 2024. So there will be more uh, you know, story to be told from the It Follows universe. Might have to make that my pick one of these days. I really fucking like that movie. 
like people don't talk about it follows enough, but no. So definitely have to consider that. I know the ghoul considered it a couple times. I've considered it a couple times. Like one of these days here, I have to do it. So. Yeah, do you Stay have to? Tuned. Do you have to do it one of these days? Do you have to? Do you have to? Yeah, because it's actually a good fucking you movie. To. You have to. I mean, okay. yeah, if you have I'm to, happy. Look, I mean, if you have to, you have to. I mean, if I have to, I mean, I have to do a lot of things, you know, and I have to pick horror movies for the show, and I, and I do it. And it won't take place in the 1970s, so i got to surprise people. I've got to throw people off balance and not pick a movie that takes place in the 70s. So that's what I bring to the table. I know. What else are we talking about, Dean? I will tell you, King. I'm glad that you asked that question because it's very important for me to tell you. I love uh, to ask. That. I love to find out. Uh, that, uh, you know, a little while ago when Amazon acquired uh, MGM Film Studio and their massive library for $8.5 billion, uh, there were uh, apparently six different properties that Amazon acquired that they were most interested in doing something with. And those properties were Stargate, the Thomas Crown Affair, Legally Blonde, Rocky, Robocop, and Poltergeist. And what I'm here to tell you is that Amazon now has a Poltergeist TV series in development. Uh, there are very, there are almost no details uh, aside from the fact that the TV series will be set in the world of the films. So, uh, that is what's going on. No word about any time frames or casting or anything like that. Uh, but as all of the streamers seem to be trending in this direction of acquiring these, uh, you know, long time uh, or notable horror franchises and going the streaming series route versus film continuations, uh, it seems Poltergeist uh, is the next one up on the docket. Of course, we have talked about the Crystal Lake series that's in the works and the rights to the Halloween uh, TV rights uh, have just been negotiated. So there's a lot of stuff going on in that regard. And now you can add Poltergeist uh, to uh, the list. And uh, since I just mentioned Friday the 13th, a side story real quick. So uh, with Halloween, of course, being yesterday, all of my students were like, oh, we're going to can't wait to like trick or treat. We're going to watch scary movies and this and that. And Mm-hmm. One of my students, my student Sam, who has been raised on a steady diet of all the shit from like the 80s and 90s, thanks to his dad, like we'll be sitting in class in the class discussion and the kid will make like a Lethal Weapon 2 reference. And, uh, you know, the, uh, no one else in the room, like every student is like, I don't, I've never even heard of that. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, Sam, I, that, that's awesome. You know, but anyway, uh, he, told me that he, <laughs> he, he, he told me that he and a couple of his friends uh, last night, they watched the very first original Friday the 13th for the very first time. And Sam told me wow. that he loved it. And he told me that the scene at the end when Jason, like, jumps out of the water behind the canoe, it said that it scared the living shit out of him that he jumped out of his seat and, like, stubbed his toe on, like, the coffee table. And his toe started bleeding all over the place. Uh, but he said he <laughs> oh, fucking no. loved it in all the best possible fucking ways. He was so happy telling me the story. And then I was like, of course, now you need to see part two and part three and so on and so forth. And he's like, oh, I heard somebody said that they weren't that good. I'm like, dude, 
you at least need to go oh, watch the, the first, the next three. You need to at least watch two, three, and four, yeah. and then you can decide if you want to continue from there. But you need to do it. It's essential viewing. And he's the kind of kid Absolutely. that will do it. So uh, he, he uh, certainly up, is up the kind of kid that will. Yeah. Yes. For sure. You know, and if look, if you if, if you're moving, if you're loving it through four, like you're obviously going to continue. Like if you're not that into it, then not. But you know, if you have loved it all through four, like you will continue and you will continue to love it. So um, anyway, I think he's the kind of kid that will walk in tomorrow for real and be like, oh, I got home from school yesterday and I watched part two, three, and four all in a row. Like he's that kind of kid. So uh, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see what happens, but I will keep you posted about that. Definitely. I'm to that. All right. What's mm-hmm. next? What else are we talking about? Uh, I will tell you. So, uh, you know, Black Phone... Uh, you know, was 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 kind of a kind of a hit in the in the theaters uh, not very long ago, and uh, it's kind of it was kind of a like a closed circle story. And there's been whispers of like a sequel, like how do we even make a sequel? Like, because it's a closed story, like it had a definitive ending, et cetera, et cetera. But on June 27th, 2025, the Black Phone Two will hit the theaters, and not only mm. that. Not only that, uh, the the launching of the Black Phone 2 into the theaters is also going to be uh, the start of the Black Phone franchise. Uh, original director Scott Derrickson uh, will be involved in the project, although at this time it hasn't been specified how, uh, and that comes from one of his social media posts. Uh, but apparently they're looking to Universal and Blumhouse together are looking to make a Black Phone franchise. Of course, Black Phone, the film, was based on the Joe Hill short story uh, from his 20th Century Ghost short story anthology collection um, and was turned into the hit film from director Scott Derrickson, but a Black Phone franchise, not just a sequel, but a franchise. Mm. You can do it. Doesn't mean you should, but you can. We'll see what happens with Black Phone and the franchise. The, the story's good, the movie's good, but that's a one-off. But the franchise is where you want to be in this day and age. So, all right, we'll see what happens with that. But all right, anyone else? You're now, next? you're now a franchise. I'm trying to be very. I know that my entry into the program uh, this evening uh, came with some. Uh, with some hiccups, so I'm being cognizant of our time, and I, I believe uh, now uh, it would be a good time for you to begin the segue into tonight's chosen feature film. Mm. From black phones to unicorns and teddy bears, we're talking about Unicorn Wars, uh, directed by Alberto Vasquez. This is the Ghoul Geek Keith's film pick of the week. Hit us with a synopsis, what you thought about it, and let's crack this thing open. Oh, uh, so Unicorn Wars, how to, uh, how, how, how to, to, to really work with this one. All right, so, <laughs> how to so, put so it Unicorn word. Wars is, is something that came into my, uh, into my presence via one of my, my, my children. Um, Zach uh, had, I guess, watched, heard and watched this film, and shortly thereafter mm. was like, <laughs> Dad, you need to check this movie out. He goes, it's really fucked up. I think you'll really like it. Twisted. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, 
okay. You know, like, I know he used to be, like, a big My Little Pony fan and, like, all this other stuff. And I'm just like, I'm probably not. Like, in my head, I'm thinking I'm probably not going to like this movie. So I just do the typical, yeah, yeah, okay, I will. Don't worry about it. You know, that type of deal. But then he went on to kind of, like, explain a little bit of it to me. And and, and it did pique my interest a little bit. But still, I was kind of, like, trepidatious. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'll check it out. So at that point, though, that was met with the, the, the same thing I hear from just about everybody in this house whenever I say that, which is, you're not going to check it out. You're never going to watch it, you know, because if I don't like watch it right then and there, you know, in, in their heads, I figure, they figure I won't. So after looking up the Wikipedia and seeing that the movie is listed as a, a splatter war film um, and also listed as horror when you, when you do look things up, I was like, oh, okay, so you know what? To guarantee that I will watch this movie, I will do it on the show. So so here we are <laughs> doing this on Talking Terror because I get two, two joys out of it. Because I know how much the king loves animated films. Cartoons are his favorite Car- thing. He loves he's them. The, he's the cartoon king. <laughs> he is the cartoon king. Like, if... Like if Cartoon Network needed somebody to be like the 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 the, the what do they call it the the, the person that's the head of person? the parade. No, no, no. Like oh. if they were having a parade in the oh. city. The marshal, grand marshal, the grand marshal, grand marshal. Grand marshal. Yes, King would be the grand marshal of the Cartoon Network parade. He would be out there with a fucking trumpet and the baton. And he would be, that would be the king. He would be the lead conductor for the USA Cartoon Express. <laughs> there we go. Yes. yes, there you go. He's like the fucking bandmaster in Zubilee Zoo. He's like DJ fucking whatever his name is in fucking the... the not Jazz the, and Jeff? with those... No, no, the other one, man. The, the one that they all look like dildos. Anyhow, though. So, 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 that is how, that is how I came across um, Unicorn Wars. So, that being said, Unicorn Wars, as far as the synopsis goes, is about war. Terrible thing. It is a good war. It's brutal, and it's deadly. And in this world... It's sad. It is sad. It is. It's a horrible thing that just, it it, it kills. It does. It it really does. And it just breaks hearts, not backs. And that's always a problem. But, you know, in this world, bears were given the word of God. And they took that word (laughs) and made them evolve into better creatures than every other creature. And, and evil <laughs> dies tonight. And, and But what happened was, is all the other creatures in the woods were like, bears, you're doing wrong because you're, you're killing the environment. So like a bunch of hippies, they kicked all the bears out of the forest, out of the magic forest. They're like, get the fuck out of here, bears. And the bears were like, well, fuck this, man. Now, now we got to go and fucking, you know, fucking chillay ourselves off to some other fucking land and find some other place to call home. So, so they went around They went around the world, and, you know, eventually they, they created civilizations, and, and, and the great bear kingdom was born and existed. But out there, 
out there in the fucking magical forest, the deadly fucking unicorns were still out there killing motherfuckers. You know, because that's what these fucking things did. They were terrible. Killing motherfuckers. They were. They're definitely not just a bunch of fucking, you know, jealous assholes that just want to get back to the magical forest. There's not some prophecy where, you know, some bear is going to suck up the last unicorn's blood and fucking extend up to godhood or something like that. I don't know. There's like a prophecy. There's fucking killing all over the place. There's bear grenades. There's suicide. There's drug use. This movie was Fucked up, man. It's what it was. So Zach was absolutely 100% right when he was like, Dad, this movie's fucked up, and whoever you tell to watch it should watch it while they're on a head full of drugs. Um, I, I did not partake in that, but you know what? My brain is so fucked up, I don't need to anymore anyway. Everything's like a trip for me these days. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this. You know, like Spanish-speaking, notwithstanding, it was like watching the fucking last unicorn mixed with fucking, you know, the Care Bears on acid. Unicorn. With the sprinkle of fucking. What did you do? <laughs> she was so beautiful. Oh, that fucking woman creeped the fuck out of me, bro. Holy shit, you're giving me the fucking willies. And you, you sprinkle a little bit of, like, the Bible in. And, and like maybe like the Thin Red Line or some some you know Saving Private Ryan, any number of those war films, and that's kind of what you have. You have this like animated, fucked up war movie with like boot camp and everything. You got snuggles, you got bear balls, you got bear dick. There's bear dick. There's primate dick. Bear, well, you don't yeah. really see the primate dick. You just see like what looks like primate balls, but their bodies are so black that like you don't see their dicks. But I bet you if they smiled and opened their eyes, you would have seen their teeth and their eyes real fucking quick, man. Those primates were messed up. Um, watching from the fucking from the tops of them trees and them fucking buildings, that church that they were sitting in. Uh, but but yeah, man. So so. Pri- I was going to call it Primate Wars, not Unicorn Wars, man. Unicorn Wars is a fucked up movie. I recommend this movie greatly. <laughs> what what did you right. think, Dean? Oh, I guess he oh, dropped sorry. again. Uh, so, no, oh, no, 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 no. So, when, so uh, you know, truly, and I, and I uh, truly... Uh, you know, even though Ghoul and I talk about flicks like this all the time, uh, we never, ever, ever uh, reveal to each other, like, what our, like, next pick is going to be on the show. Uh, but this was one time uh, where there was an exception. And the reason there was an exception uh, that the Ghoul had told me what his pick was going to be a few weeks ago for this episode was because he wanted me to give, he wanted to give me the heads up uh, that I should watch, the, like I said, get really stoned and, and watch this. Um, and unfortunately I did not get the opportunity, uh, to do so, but how, how very much, uh, do I wish, uh, that I did? Uh, yes, everything the ghoul said, what a completely, complete and total fucked up movie. And, you know, I read about movies and shit like all over the place on a variety of different sites and whatnot that I have for years. And I'm just kind of really surprised that I had never, uh, heard of this before, um, so, yeah, watching it uh, was, was pretty fucked up. It, you know, brings up a whole lot of emotions, like how bizarre and strange. But, you know, I also watched this movie, uh, you know, with a big sense of glee, uh, very similar to my sense of glee last year, because I just was imagining the king of horror watching this and what, must, what he must have been thinking. And uh, that is why I can't wait to hear what the king has to 
you know, has to has to tell us about his thoughts about Unicorn Wars. So, Monkey, you're now. Well, first, we have the Monkey. All right. Um, well, yeah, me. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but um, this, this movie, it's like, you know, when it comes to animation, you know, I... I guess I'm considered an animation snob. <laughs> Just because you are absolutely like... <laughs> an animation snob. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, a, a lot of people think, you know, that, you know, for me, it has, well, yeah, it has to be very well drawn. You know, it, ha- ha- you know, a lot of people think it always needs to be polished. You know, and that's not always the case. You know, it's just the. The animation, I, I can't stand it when the animation looks lazy, you know, and they're not trying, you know, like Rick and Morty or uh, the fucking Titans and Attack on Titan, you know, stuff like that where it's like I know they could try better, at, you know, to just make it look better, you know. So it's just, you know, I want them to just be trying with their animation, you know, and – that's what this does because this take, takes it and flips it because this is dirty and gritty and nasty in its animation style. And you know where I'm going to go, <laughs> ghoul. Uh, fucking backsheet. You know? <laughs> and it's just, it's definitely got the vibes of backsheet's touch. You know, and it's just, you know. And Bakshi is great, you know, but but for you know the only tr- catch about Bakshi is it took him forever to realize he needed to also concentrate on sound, you know. It, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, it, it's like because his earlier stuff he was concentrating so hard on the animation that he totally forgot to get the sound right. And this one is like the the sounds are so good in it, you know. That I'm, I'm glad, you know, but yeah, this thing is just nasty, dirty, gritty, you know, and the backgrounds and foregrounds that they did, you know, just have that hand-painted touch, you know. It, it was probably done with ZBrush or something like that, but it still has that handmade feel to it. And, you know, along with the touches of obviously, you know, spirited away, you know, the, <laughs> um the thing that really gets to me is when an independent animated studio always tries to move a painting. Um, and I don't mean like a cell. It's when you try to animate what looks like, you know, actual brush strokes and make it flow and all that kind of stuff. It never fucking works, but it's just, it's, it's like that. It's like an old, old test for, animation students to see if they can make it work. And this one, you know, tried a lot with just making actual paintings look like they're moving and stuff like that. So, it, you know, it definitely drew me in as far as all of the artwork was concerned. You know, it just gave me that wonderful, wonderful, dirty feeling of, you know, watching an independent animated movie. And then when the it comes to the story, it's like, yeah, like the ghoul was saying, you know, it's... <laughs> a fucked up version of like Care Bears meets My Little Pony, you know, meets Full Metal Jacket, meets meets Apocalypse Now, you know, meets fucking Catholicism, you know, uh, all bunched up together, you know, and, (laughs) 
and the other cool thing is, like, you know, w- with all of this, you know, there's a brony at my work, and I was like, hey, why don't you watch this movie? And he was like, what's it called? And I was like, it's called Unicorn Wars. And the cool thing is, when you look up Unicorn Wars and do an image search, there is tons of really pretty, really polished fan art out there. And this broke watched the movie, and he was so fucking upset that he had to sit there watching this thing. And he was like, what did you make me watch, man? This is nothing like My Little Pony. I was like, so, you know, thank you, Ghoul, for the... Uh, and I noticed, like, he was so fucking disturbed by what I made him watch, you know. But, again, it's like, I'm the one who watches the fucking nasty, dirty, you know, animated movies all the time. I've seen a lot of stuff in animated films, you know. I've seen, like, pussies become, you know, <laughs> giant mouths, you know. I've seen tentacles come from in and out of everything, you know. I've seen a lot of messed up stuff, you know. But now, Ghoul, thanks to you, you know, I can say I I have seen a, a bear's pussy from the inside. I, <laughs> I that seen, was a fucking moment. <laughs> yes, it was. And I was like, all right, this is my moment for the movie right here. I've never seen this. <laughs> It is an animated movie. So thank you, Ghoul, for picking this. I I had a really, really good time with this movie. I'm glad, Monkey. And finally, the Dean, who has been waiting. I've been waiting with dated King, King, what were your thoughts on Unicorn Wars? Well, uh, you know, it was a movie. and a beginning, a middle, and an end. It was animated. Um, you know, full disclosure, I got super stoned when I watched this fucking movie. Oh, like I, I hit the edibles. I hit the edibles that I had pretty fucking hard. I did three at a time, and I just fucking ooh, sat ooh. back, and I got fucking, I got ripped. And I was so confused by what, what I was watching, because I was like, wait, wait, wait. And I was like, is this a... Is this a horror movie or is it a kid's movie? And then all of a sudden there was, like, bear dick, and I was like, wow, there's, like, bear <laughs> pain in this yeah. movie. And I was like, I don't remember there being any uh, bear vagina. I'm, I must have missed that. But then I was like, wow, now it's, like, about God. And then um, there was just some shit where, like, there was two bears kissing and they're brothers. And I was like, oh. I, yeah, I, I got to admit, I was fucking stoned. So, if it was good, it was good. If it wasn't, it wasn't. I don't know. I just, I know that I I had to uh, go back and rewatch it today to take notes. Because I was fucking ripped out of my skull on uh, Sunday night when I watched it. <laughs> all, I, all I could just think about was that I was like, oh, they, the fucking bear ate the other bear. <laughs> so I kept thinking, I was like, why did he do that? <laughs> That's what happened. It did. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I did, I didn't hate it. I wasn't it wasn't like uh, Hotel Transylvania for me. It was actually it was kind of fun. So I didn't hate it. Um, so yeah, uh, the movie opens in a forest, and there's this black unicorn that shows up and chases a rabbit around. And then uh, the unicorn's mom calls for her uh, Maria, but the rabbit's like, "Your mom isn't there. It's a trick." Maria runs off for her mom, and then comes across a spooky elf castle, as you do. Um, and these were my notes got kind of weird because I was stoned and couldn't remember it. So I was like, all of a sudden there's a bunch of buff ass, naked ass monkeys fucking clapping and shit like that. And I don't know why, but they're fucking cool. 
And then uh, all of a sudden, Maria's mom sh- Maria's mom shows up, and uh, she melts into a moaning uh, mass of goo. And then uh, who you do uh, chases after Maria, uh, eating some of those sexy uh, buff-ass monkeys along the way. Uh, and then we, we cut immediately to uh, Love Camp, where teddy bears are training like the military, prepping for a war against uh, unicorns, as you, as you do. Um, Jill Sergeant Ironstroke, Iron Stroke me, if you ask me, uh, wants to train them all so they can survive in the magical forest. Uh, that night, the bears are in their barracks, so we meet two white teddy bears that are brothers and committed heavily into incest because they kiss. Um, one of the bears, Bluey, claims he's perfect. Then another bear is like, uh, no, you use makeup to cover up wrinkles. So Bluey immediately beats the shit out of him, and I laughed for a solid five minutes watching it the first time. Like, I had to pause it because I was laughing so fucking hard because he just Listen to the beat king. the fuck Love out of him. And I was just giddy with laughter. I was like, oh, this is great. And then he gets choked out by Coco, the other bear. And he's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm tapping out. And then he fucking goes and cries on a hill. And then a priest comes up, and he's just like, hey, bro, you need God. And check out this book. And he gives them their fucking holy Bible with a little hearts on it. And I was like, it's adorable. They have a little Bible with hearts on it and shit like that. And he's like, yeah, this is why we hate unicorns. They're, they're fucking bullshit. And he's like, yeah, that's right. And then Bluey wants to know if he could be the chosen one. But his brother, Tubby, is like, you could be whatever you want as long as I could slide my dick in between those cheeks because he has to get real close to him as he's falling asleep. I was like, it's, cheeks. You know, they're, well, this, everybody's so close to him. This is because bears cuddle. Bears cuddle. Mm. That's the thing, you know? Like, bears are snuggly. And, and really, I mean, obviously, these are just all, like, little in-jokes towards things like the fucking Care Bears and stuff like that, you know, where where things mm-hmm. kind of were like, huh, you guys are uh, you guys are a little bit weird, aren't you? We, we really didn't think about those <laughs> things as kids, you know? Like, <laughs> as an adult, though, you're watching this game, you know, maybe the Care Bears weren't all that fucking normal, you know? Maybe the Smurfs were a little bit weird. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I was enjoying all, all of the humor and fucked up shit that was going on with this boot camp, man, because it, 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 my immediate fucking thought was fucking full metal jacket, you know, like Tubby is fucking, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, you know, I was, that's where I really thought that this was going at first. I was like, this fat dude's going to fucking shoot himself on a fucking toilet bowl, isn't he? <laughs> that would have been intense if that fucking happened. That would have blown my fucking mind. I would have texted you that night and been like, dude, I'm fucking stoned, and this fucking teddy bear just blew his brains out with a fucking shotgun. That's full little <laughs> jacket. <laughs> Are you watching Unicorn Wars King? Hell yeah, I am. So, uh, everybody goes to sleep, and then uh, Tubby wakes up in the middle of the night, and he's like, hey, Bluey, the bed's all wet. And I was like, what were you doing? Uh, turns out he pissed himself. Um, and Bluey's like, don't worry about it. We'll take the sheets off, and then uh, everything will be fine. Nobody's going to know. But the second Tubby gets the sheets off, he's like, hey, everybody, Tubby pissed the bed. What a dick. And everybody just starts laughing at him and shit like that, and he has a great time. And then the, the drill sergeant, Iron Stroke, runs in, and he's like, everybody call him the bed wetter. And I was like, this is great. We're having a great time <laughs> at, this, at this training camp where this, this poor little fat kid pissed the bed. Um, so the next day, there's more training. Live at Pile. Uh, Bluey has cup kitchen. 
It is. Um, I didn't know they stacked shit that high in Texas. Um, but there's more training, uh, and Willie has competition in Coco. <laughs> Coco gets awarded the medal, and he's a chosen one with pitches off Bluey. And then we have the flashback, which, again, like easily like five minutes of laughter because there's a flashback to Bluey as a kid fishing with his dad, and his dad's just sitting there, and he goes, hey, Bluey, I have something to tell you. Your mom and I are splitting up. We're we're just divorcing. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah. They're divorced. <laughs> and then you cut to another scene where the mom runs through the woods to meet with her handsome bear boyfriend, and he gives her a flower, and she's like, this is fucking awesome. And then the dad's like, by the way, dude, I'm a fucking failure. It's your turn to be the fucking A number one around here because I'm fucking out of here. And he's like, you know what? I will. So when he returns home, the mom's like, hey, guys, like, it's so great to see you. But Bluey sees the flower in her hand. He's like, fuck you, mom, and fucking stomps off into the fucking woods. It was fucking great. It was, we, we I don't know, know why I was laughing so hard. It was. Like, prior to this as well, though, like, I, especially because, you know, obviously all we had were, were the, the, the males at the I was busy mm-hmm. wondering, like, do we even have females in this world? You know, you got all these male nope. bears cuddling together in the thing, and I, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> yeah. "Oh man, this is this is really like." And I even said to to, to Zach, you know, like our household, we uh, you know, we're we're fully supportive of of, of the LG P, the Alphabet fucking crew, whatever they want to call themselves, and uh, you know, we our, our kids are gender fluid and all that fun stuff. Um, so I was like, "Wow." You know, I was like, Zach, are you telling me this is one of those where the, the movie's not only fucked up and animated, but it's like, oh, full-on gay, too? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> but no, of course, obviously, we, we meet Bluey and Tubby's mom. And, yeah, the uh, the intro to the dad with the fishing and just being like, yeah, we're splitting up. I was like, oh, fuck, man. This, this movie just keeps taking, like, one fucked up turn after the next. It's like every single time you think, like, oh, okay, we're going to have a normal moment, it, like, kicks you in the balls again. And you're just like, man, this just keeps going. Yeah, it's just it's just great. <laughs> So at church, the preach preaches about why unicorns need to die. And then at mealtime, the bears start getting real fucking upset because they're tired of eating porridge and they want goddamn blueberries instead of boring-ass slop. And then we see a general talking to his men, Captain Snout, who comments that the new recruits are the worst he's ever seen. And the general's like, hey, guy, have you ever heard of collateral damage? And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, bo- I'm on board. I'm on board. These guys could just fucking die. <laughs> so Iron Shoulder enters the room, and, and Snell tells Dude. him that uh, the recruits have a mission to find the lone owl group, a missing group of soldiers. And, yeah, the whole thing about collateral uh, damage, I kept thinking about the South Park movie, when, like, Chef and the other soldiers are standing there, and they're like, hey, Chef, and you guys, just stand out in front. Like, what the hell? <laughs> collateral damage. It's sad. Um so the troops, uh, as they leave Camp uh, Love, are handed gold necklaces that the priest calls cuddly hearts. And I was like, again, like, this is fucking, it's, like, adorable, but at the same time, it's, like, fucking weird, and you're just waiting for it to get stranger, and it does. Um, Cubby and Bluey's dad shows up and gives them blueberry pie, uh, made from the last uh, new blueberries in our garden. And, of course, Bluey gets the big piece because he's skinny, and Tubby gets a slice, and he's like, oh. So, and then we uh, 
we get more backstory about God creating the magical garden. And like the ghoul had said, all the animals were living free. Then the bears discovered religion, and they're like, fuck you guys, we found God. And they're like, no, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. Go pray to your fucking God in your house. And they're like, oh. And they got fucking defeated by, uh, you know, all the animals and the unicorns. But they're like, fuck you, unicorns. Uh, blood vendetta against you forever. And that's, that's uh, you know, the title, Unicorn Wars. They, guys, like I said, I was stoked when I watched a lot of this. So it was me just going back in memory. Um, so the, the Teddy Troops, as I called them, that's adorable, uh, they make their way through the forest and decide at night to camp. Private Snuggle takes a piss and accuses Tubby of staring at his dick. And then he gets bit by a reptile on his toe, and Tubby has to give him a Well, no, so, wait, well, not you know, why, they accuse him of looking at his dick. He then turns around and tells him that it's, it's Willie. okay. And that if he wants to, yeah, well, that he can, he that can look at it was and, the best. and play with it. That was, <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> After that he gets up and he's like, hey, if you want to look at my Willie, you can. And then he goes, and he fucking smiles real wide. And he's like, oh, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I, picture this is, I, figure, I figure this is how you and the fucking monkey do SmackDown. That's how we do it. But nobody's yelling, no, 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 running away. It's always yes, yes, yes. Oh, man, glad I don't watch that shit. Man, we have scissor fights all the time. That's fine. Whose sword is bigger? Yeah, never mind. But anyway... You know, moving forward, because uh, he's not saying anything. <laughs> See, he doesn't want monkey? to tell the truth. I don't know. I'm not going to contrast and compare. We all know who fucking wins. You're the one that's staring and gets all the grit on the show. Yeah, that's because they don't care about size. They just, you know, they want to feel something. Like, give them what's the half an inch. But anyway, uh, the next day, uh, the troops find boot prints that prove the owl group had gone through there. During her walk, Snuggle collapses and complains that his foot hurts too much. And while Snuggle is suffering, the group find glowworms, which the priest deems them to be drugs and don't do it. You know, God's, like, not going to be very happy. And Ironstroke tells him to promptly shut the fuck up. It's wartime, and he's troops in the break. And that's when Ironstroke attacks the priest and cuts him on the cheek. And he's like, well, yeah. He hasn't even had any glowworms yet. And already Ironstroke is fucking losing his shit. Um, being in the woods for as long as he has. So that night, the group eat the glowworms, which taste like metal, and they all trip out fucking hard. Like, Cuddle thinks that he's melting and being eaten by the glowworms. And then there's a bear, Cuddly Wuddly, who was making out with his brother earlier. He's like, I have to go off into the woods now. And his brother's like, wait, don't go without me. And uh, a huge glowworm goes to attack his brother, and he stabs the glowworm to death. Uh, do you see where this is going, folks? Because if you've ever seen the Stoner movie, you probably know uh, that glowworm that the brother stabbed to death is actually uh, Cuddly Wudley, and they troops find him dead, and the brother fucking hanging from a tree. And again, I started laughing. When they fucking look up, and his fucking body's hanging from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god! I was like, he fucking he he did right off the planet. He killed himself. <laughs> I mean, as uh, soon as like you know, he got attacked by the giant caterpillar. Like I knew where that was going. I oh, just yeah. wasn't yep. necessarily expecting to find for them to find him hanging. You know, like I expect I expected him to like end up like offing himself. But I figured there'd be, like, some conversation. Like, maybe they would come upon it, and he'd be, like, lamenting about it, and then something. But, no. 
for them to just go so dark, for him to do that, for them to find that carcass, and then they just look up, and there's the other little fuzzy, cute white pair just fucking dangling from the tree. It was like, it was like, not only was it like a dark turn, but it was like one of those dark turns in this movie where... If if I was like it's one of those where I realize that I'm a fucked up individual because I find it funny, <laughs> but I know that I it's did, not. Yeah. Like this is one of the points of the movie where you're kind of not supposed to find it funny, but I found it fucking hilarious. Oh, I died! I was fucking laughing so hard when they all look up and you see the little fucking lady berry. And he was so high up in the fucking tree. I was like, Jesus, he was committed to this. He went high up in the fucking <laughs> well, tree down the fucking bottom. trees, you know. <laughs> of course they can. Um, so once they discover this, the priest yells at them all for their behavior from the previous night. And then Iron Stroke is like, oh, my God, I believe in God again. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And the priest like, that's right, bitch. Yeah, nobody wanted to listen to me. And this is what fucking happened. So the brothers are buried, and we get a flashback to Bluey and Tubby at their mom's funeral. And then later, the bears find the missing bear troop. Guess what? They're all dead. <laughs> Apparently, all mauled to death by the... And these little adorable fucking dead bear bodies, you know, fall over the place. Shit, Eyeballs missing. <laughs> shit down, down, giant up. fucking hole. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just, it was fucking insane. Like, I was like, holy shit. Puke, uh, and then the bears... puke, like, glue, it, like, glowed, like, with rainbow. Yes. Like, effect. Yeah. Like, over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Remind me of the fucking gnomes from Gravity Falls. When they fucking vomit, they vomit up rainbows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the bears immediately fucking lose their faith in everything. And they're like, we're all going to fucking die. And that's when Private Cuddles is like, my infection's getting worse, holy shit. And then Coco decides that he has to take this opportunity to slash that toe right off so Cuddles can stop bitching about everything. And then they decide to burn all the dead bear bodies in a fire. That's what you oh, do. Oh, they didn't that's slash the toe off. They cut his fucking leg off above the fucking knee. No, that's right. Yeah, because we later see what happens to uh, that body. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, so... We then cut back to that unicorn from the beginning of the movie, Maria. Um, she's again looking for her mom, but not finding her. Uh, Maria finds the family unicorns, and the mother tells her to go the fuck home. Uh, woods aren't safe. And she's like, hey, uh, you know, you should probably, like, go home. Your mom's there, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, totally, totally. Right? Yeah, like, she's, she's there. That's where I left her. Then the, uh, the kid unicorn is like, oh, she's going away awful sad. Hope nothing happens to her, but fuck off. we got to go home. So... After having a vision that includes her mom, Maria is shot with an arrow by Bluey, and the other bear troops fucking viciously attack her. Amazing. Like, they shoot her with these fucking arrows. They got little hearts on the ends, which I was like, oh, it's fucking adorable but violent at the same time. I was like, he got me. These little fucking arrows that they're shooting this fucking corn with, and then stabbing it, and they're like, let's drink her blood. And I was like, okay, all right. You still got me. It's like the critters of the woodland forest from South Park. But suddenly a bunch of unicorns rush into attack. Everyone except Bluey, Tubby, and Coco are killed in this attack. Bluey rages out and kills a wounded Coco. Um, it was fucking great when he's fucking squeezing the fucking arm. He's like, right, everything has consequences, right, motherfucker? And he's like, oh, God, I should fucking <laughs> coming, coming back to the earlier part of the film. But, yeah, you know, like as these other three unicorns come charging in and – and just all this violence starts to just occur 
again now. We saw the aftermath of it the last time, and now we're seeing, like, you know, these unicorns can can kick some ass. Like, I do think if the, the movie does one thing, it, it doesn't give us much from the unicorn end of things. And like, the, the only reason I kind of feel like that's, like, a problem is, like, they introduced us to this Maria character earlier in the film, and now we're going to see her again, like, two more times. It, they make it feel like she's a more important character to the story than we ever really yeah. get from the characters. So it's almost like, like, is there, are there missing scenes? Was this something else they were planning to do? Like, well, whatever it is. But, yeah, the, the unicorn's charging in, like, out of nowhere, just fucking kicking some ass with something. And, and, yeah, this coming back to Coco, man. Seeing Coco out of all the bears, like, Coco was the one that I liked. So, of course, you know, he like, thinking that he was going to end up being a bigger character than he ends up, you know, instead he ends up getting fucking murdered by Bluey. And then, uh, then, <laughs> then Nom Nom, dude, he's just fucking, Bluey goes to the Nom Noms at this point, man. He's fucking eating motherfuckers. He's, he's straight up gone. Like, Bluey has lost it. That was, like, one of the greatest moments in this movie is after he kills Coco, and you have Tubby, and he's in the forest, and all of a sudden he sees, like, the fire is lit. And then you just see Coco's dead fucking body, and fucking Bluey just fucking going hard on the fucking leg. And Tubby's like, oh, shit, I'm so fucked right now. Like, he is resorting to cannibalism. Like, this isn't cool. Like, he still kind of wants to save his brother, you know, because you find out about how... He um, was, like, the favorite of the two. Like, you know, it was Bluey and Tubby are brothers. The mom always kind of favored Tubby, and Bluey was always kind of, like, fucking mad about that. Well, and then you find out that Bluey, Bluey just straight up murdered up. his fucking mom. <laughs> yeah, well, you <laughs> kind of you know, like, saw lemonade. that coming. Like, when, when the mom, like, mm-hmm. dies, like, it's weird because you get this, like, scene where, like, Bluey is sitting out there in, like, the, the garden or whatever, and he's, like, sticking his fingers in his mouth. Which was kind of, like, weird, you know? It was almost like, like, doing the puke fucking gesture or whatever. But it was like, and, mm-hmm. then, and then the mom, like, does the whole stumbling sick and, and, and like, you know, she's, like, in bed or whatever. And I'm like, e- even then I'm saying, like, did this motherfucker poison his mom? Like, is, is, is this where this guy goes? Because we do get a, a line from, you know, from, from them that probably, you know, that, that mom always thought that he was fucked up, that Bluey was a fucked up person. Or fair. Fucking fucked up there. Yeah, and apparently he fucking is really fucked up, you know, because he fucking puts poison in her lemonade. And, of course, like, they show her taking a sip, and she's like, mm, this is so good. And then he just fucking walks away, and he's all fucking sad and shit. I was like, no, that's not the way to go. Like, he should have been fucking smiling when he walked away. Like, yep. got her. Gotcha, bitch. Like, you know, but instead he's like, oh, fucking sad because he knows that she's going to die. And, of course, she does. And, you know, but... We also find out that on her deathbed, she's like, hey, Tubby, you have to look out for Bluey. Like, you know, you're, you're strong, and you have to look out for him and protect him and shit like that, even though that's, like, the other way around right now. Um, so while they're still in the Magic Forest, uh, the brothers come across two other unicorns, and Bluey just fucking takes an arrow and shoots it right through the ankle of one of the unicorns. Uh, the other unicorn charges at Bluey and impales him, Knocking him over into a river, which severely disfigures the right side of his face. Oh, this, in the I'm sorry, this, is, him this up. is when he shoots Maria. You had it reversed. It was the other unicorns that they saw in the forest. This is now when oh, he gets Maria. Okay. 
So this is Maria. Okay, see, I thought Maria was the other one because she walked away. Okay, no, well, either way. Um, so So he does get to kill Maria either way. Um, he gets fucked up on that fall, like the, uh, the dean said. Uh, the river sweeps Bluey away, and then that's when another troop finds him. And while Bluey is recuperating in the Teddy Hospital, the military leaders, Colonel Otto, Commander Fluffy, and Captain Snout appear, and they promote Bluey to lieutenant and present him as a hero to inspire the soldiers. They even give him a cute also, little Jason Voorhees mask to cover up his face. Yes, they do. But also important to note, prior to this unicorn battle in which he gets knocked over the thing, him and Tubby end up having it out. And you find out that mm-hmm. he was the one that pissed the bed. And Tubby beats the shit out of Bluey. Like, Tubby is happy. <laughs> you know, like, his fucking brother is a dick. And no matter what, like, no matter what Tubby does, no matter how good he is to his brother and how much he helps and how much he fucking tries to be, you know, not only a good soldier but a good fucking bear, uh... You know, Bluey is just a fucking cocksucker. So he smacks the ever-loving shit out of him. Tubby finally puts fucking Bluey in his place, and Bluey is pretty much living like a fucking wildling out in the woods, like, watching his brother from, like, the fucking bushes and shit now. Well, like, you know, while Tubby's, like, actually, like, moving along. But then, yeah, they do, uh, they do eat. They find the blueberries of the magic forest, and then this is when they come come across Maria and the other unicorn, which, again, you know, we keep seeing these unicorns, and, you know, all, all that we've been hearing from the bears is how the unicorns are just violent and they're vicious and, you know, they're all this and that, but we're always seeing that they're, they're actually not, and they're never instigating any of these fights. You know, the, the unicorns no. are always getting attacked here, and I, I mean, obviously, we're, we're seeing the parable or the, the, the comparison of, of, of religion-based warfare. And, and how it's problematic and how these bears are being mind-fucking-wiped to believe that, you know, like, this is, this is theirs. This belongs to them because this is what, you know, their, their God has said and that this is going to make them ascend and be better fucking creatures for it. All they have to do is exterminate these other ones and everything will be okay and it will all be yours again. You'll be back in your magic fucking garden again. Uh, short thing, man. People really need to stop believing that shit and realize that this fucking shit is all bullshit that we make up. Mm -hmm. And this movie, we use teddy bears and unicorns. Because I love the fact that when they're in the woods at one point, one of the teddy bears is like, we haven't even seen a fucking unicorn yet, right? (laughs) Are they even real? Like, are they even, do they even (laughs) exist? (laughs) Have we seen so many different animals except for uh, unicorns? So maybe they're not real, but yeah. So um, after... Like the, the, the promotion, we cut back to the forest and we see Tubby taking care of the injured unicorn, which uh, the ghoul said is Maria, and uh, nurses her back to health and stays behind in the woods. Uh, meanwhile, Bluey grows so popular among the soldiers that he leads a coup, killing the military leaders. He then organizes his own little bear army for one final massive assault to raise the goddamn forest. Uh, the unicorns then all unite to confront the bears, and it's a fucking epic fucking battle. Um, with cannons and a bunch of fighting going back and forth between the two factions. Uh, all the bears die except for Bluey and Tubby, and all the unicorns die except for Maria. Uh, Bluey and Tubby reunite, but once Bluey sees Tubby's helping Maria, his rage boils over, and he just fucking brains him with a fucking brick, killing uh, poor little Tubby. <laughs> and then taking out Maria immediately after that before kissing her on the nose. There's a, 
<laughs> fucking just stabs her <laughs> and kill her. Because he's got to get some of that fucking unicorn blood and them veins, y'all. Shit, he wants to drink it all down. One. He's going to be and number be one. the chosen final. one. Because there could be only one. Ooh, kind of like Highlander, except one. this is bears. So, <laughs> ooh, you, you. Um, so he goes to, to drink out of the blood of her. Betty, I am the chosen one. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Betty but, the um, girl. Body and... <laughs> Master Betty. Um, oh, you know Riz me body and Pains, but now you can call me <laughs> Betty. Mm. <laughs> Kung Pao is fucking so good. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch that this weekend. I haven't seen it in so long. But anyway, uh, with the Unicorn Wars, uh, Maria's body begins to morph into the formless monster that we saw earlier, and it consumes Tubby's body and also that last Bluey who tries to fight out of it, but he's just eaten up by this big mass. But then suddenly, the monster morphs into this godlike creature foretold a human being. And then the human being leads all the psychotic simians as the rulers of a new world. So, in a way, oh, Mad Monkey wins because his folks win the world. It's now Planet of the Apes. Good job. Well, well, uh, yeah, obviously, I think this is where it takes the turn of, of the world going from that, that magical world that it once was to the, uh, the creation of humanity and how we... You know, again, obviously, we lived on a planet that at one time had these these anthropomorphic bears and, and all this warfare and all this other stuff going on. But you know, I mean, listen, it's that, honestly, when it comes down to it, it's just as easy to believe any of that as it is to anything else that's ever been written that's supposedly fact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you read the Bible, it's got some pretty fucking wild stories in there, folks. <laughs> you know, if you think this is kind of out there, yeah, just go ahead and read the Bible. Because <laughs> you know? there, there's a whole lot of stuff in there. A whole lot of magic, if you will, mm-hmm. in that good book that has definitely in no means started any wars of any kind. Never. No. So, no. never. Never has, has one war started over a single word in that book. We're fine. We as a humanity are fine uh, living that way. But, yeah, it's just with this being that message, you kind of get that too. And it's just like, oh, great. Humanity's created. So can't wait to see what they do now. It's like, let's crush another species. <laughs> what the fuck are those guys doing over there? Like, you know, it's just great. But yeah, it's humanity was created. And uh, I tried to like look into like the background of some of this. Apparently it was like a short. And then the director wanted to talk about fascism. And I was like, well, he, he pretty much hit it. I mean, he did a great job of it. Just hilarious seeing fucking, uh, Bear dick, you know, and and bear dick, bear dick. little bear balls, Just little bear, bear balls. pussy from the inside. Bear and dick yes, and the inside of the bear pussy. How you didn't recognize when did that the bear pussy? The birth scene. When did that happen? When the when the oh, twins were born. When the twins when were Bluey, being born. When Bluey and fucking Tubby were being born. They were oh, inside yeah, the womb. I definitely had to black out. We, they were inside the yeah, room, and you watch. You watch as a pussy opens up, and daylight is on the other side. Oh, see, no, I didn't catch that. I, I again, like I said, I, you know, I was under the influence when I watched it, but uh, I do remember him <laughs> being in the born. room. He was created. 
Yeah, he's he's pretty pretty in the lab. King, King doesn't remember. King doesn't remember this moment in life. It brought me back to flashbacks, you know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any flashbacks in my birth. That was like something I tried to forget and fucking tried to bury in uh, a lot of alcohol and drugs. Don't want to remember that day. <laughs> either way, something happened and I was born. Um, but either way, yeah, that was, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, Unicorn Wars. Um, you know, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, but then again, uh, thanks to the power of edibles, I had a great time. So, um that being said, uh, next week, Dean, it uh, is your film pick. Uh, what animated movie are we talking about next week? So I'm glad you said that, King, because I thought it would be a great time to keep the ball rolling in the world of animation uh, because, uh, you know, it just it brings so much joy to our listeners and to our hosts. And, no, we're not – we're actually I, – I considered a couple of animated choices, uh, but I will save hmm. those uh, for the future. So we're not – we are not going to be watching an animated film uh, next week. I decided to, to spare you um, what my oh, selection might have been. But I have, I've, I have at least two on the list, though, for, for each future episodes. But I will say this. This is my pick for next week. We're going brand okay. new, uh, 2023, uh, currently available on Prime. Uh, if you guys are not able to... to to watch it, let me know, and we'll figure mm-hmm. out another way. But brand new from uh, 2023, totally killer. Totally oh, killer. Oh, nice. That's a great one. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, I watched it when it came out. So I'm good. I know I'm good. I'm uh, checking All right. Totally and I know the monkey will be okay. And, so. For the next episode. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been asked to watch this by many of my friends going, you totally need to see this movie. So, uh, you know... Looking forward to this one, man. Totally. <laughs> totally. It's totally killer, man. It ended totally. up in my top ten list this year. So, yeah, oh, when we talk about that in December, yeah. we'll be talking about it again. <laughs> totally. Yeah, because it's on there. Um, so, yeah, uh, directed by Christopher Landon, who did uh, Happy Death Day. So it'll be interesting to see what we do with that one. So. Either way, we'll talk about Totally Killer next week on the show. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, Dean. We'll see you back here for a Totally Killer podcast. My pleasure. We will see you next time. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, until next time. All right. Go ahead and sign yourself off, monkey. All right. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror, your go-to podcast for all things animation. Good night, everybody. Mwah. <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. All right. So go ahead and send yourself up, Go. You know, stay fuzzy, everybody. Get cuddly. Hug your fucking neighbor. Stay scared. I mean, you know, ask permission first. Just don't go hugging people that you don't know, especially neighbors. I mean, you know, just be like, hey, can I just put my arms around you and, and maybe cry a little bit? I mean, they're not going to say no. I mean, the odds are that they're going to say yes. So just go for it. You know, you know, just don't take a page out of my book because I just ask for that permission and just you end up on a list. Just so many lists. So don't do it. Um, but as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. We'll see you back here next week for Totally Killer. And as far as I always say, hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail odorous. Watch horror movies. Keep America strong. We'll see you back here next week. Mwah.